Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back. I love it. Monday. I ain't gonna afternoon. lie. I feel like I haven't <sighs> been here in forever. It's because you didn't have a Friday podcast. That's we why. didn't have a Friday podcast. Was I here on Thursday? No. Uh, Friday we went to the real estate convention. Uh huh. So we didn't have a podcast that day. We were hey, out there talking. Can we to talk a little life. bit about that for like two seconds? Did How you go? No, I didn't go. You didn't go. Yeah, no, no. no, it was a great I event. I should have, but sh- I didn't. Yeah, I just, I just want to, I just want to mention uh, this guy over here sitting across the table from me. Uh, what an awesome dude! I'm, I, I'm always inspired by you, bro. I love you. You're awesome. Everything that you were doing out there, I know, right? Wow. Yeah, I told you. It's sibling rivalry, but there's a lot of love there's and respect here. a lot of love here. here. Right. Uh, you were out there talking to people, doing the damn thing, and uh, sitting down with you afterwards, and like we had a little conversation with uh, Claudio. You know, he was recording us, just kind of discussing everything that happened afterwards. Um, it was really insightful, man. Just listening to you talk about your experience and the, the things that you did there. Like, super cool. Dude, it was... Super freaking cool. Honestly, honestly, the real estate convention this year... I've been to a lot of conventions, but right. this one was different because it was, like, podcasts on steroids. So, I got to meet a bunch of people that have been on... We've had over 100 guests on the show. Oh, wow. And I so, and a lot of them are realtors. So, we get to meet them again in person. Right. And then people who listen to the show who I've never met in life, I got to meet them. And then on top of that, I get to do interviews. I basically talk to people all day long. I was tired. How many did you do? <laughs> I had a I had a Claudio is uh, one of our camera guys and uh, he's helping me out on some social media stuff too and he came he followed me the whole time so since nine o'clock in the morning to about four o'clock in the afternoon it was nothing but You're walk just around on. And talk to people talk to people talk to people the whole time oh, that's super exhausting. super cool uh, and that actually leads me to our next event that we're gonna promo which is May twenty second uh, in conjunction with Rick Vaza over at Driven Wealth Management we're really excited about that so please if you have that time. Put it on your calendar. What time is that starting at? That's starting at 6 p.m., I believe. 6 p.m., and do you know where it is? It is at Liberty Station. At Liberty Station. So we'd love to have everybody come out, uh, you know, ha- come hang out with us, have a drink or two or whatever it is, but drive home safe. Uh, if you didn't drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl. Do the watermelon <laughs> crawl. That was, <laughs> sorry, that was my karaoke song last week. Oh, it was, was great. It? Yeah, it was great. karaoke. All right. Um, also, but other than that. Yes. Yeah, so also, if you guys do want details, at Business Bros Pod is our Facebook page. Go there. There's an event created. We can uh, get your tickets all squared away. It's a free event. Basically, it's it's really, really simple. Uh, retirement is not an age problem. It's a cash flow problem. And as soon as you solve the cash flow problem, you win, and you win time is what we're getting at. So That's here's it. an event. Uh, developing your investment strategies. Come check it out. Learn a little something. Get some insight so you guys make some more educated decisions. Ready to rock and roll? One last thing. 
Oh, yes, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. That's what we're shooting for. Uh, you can kind of see in the background uh, there's shoes all over the place. i got to start putting them in the garage. Otherwise, this room's going to smell like a bunch of shoes, but that's okay. We're looking for gently used shoes, 365 pairs, so we can donate to the homeless. So uh, hit up James at csfirst.com or 619-884-0045. He'll ride over in his Harley and pick those bad boys up. And we appreciate every single donation we've had so far and every donation in the future let's hit that goal sooner rather than later all right without further ado thank you so much miss hillary bateman for joining us today first of all we know that you are uh with hillary bateman realty part of berkshire hathaway and yep. also little house of flowers little house of flowers <laughs> love it well, I was talking about this before the show because I was like, okay, this is a recent venture. Yes. Right? And yes. so, I mean, tell me tell me a little bit about uh, why all of a sudden <laughs> you take on this recent venture of flowers and what you're doing with it. Well, um, yes. In addition to real estate, I have a little flower shop. Um, I've always had a passion for flowers. I grew up in partly in Ocean Beach and I'd go to Farmer's Market every Wednesday buy a bunch of flowers, come home, arrange them, and I'd be like, oh, this looked pretty good. I did to, to me, one. to me yeah. they did. Um, and then um, I ended up moving over by University of San Diego a couple of years ago, and my family's had property over there for a while, so I've walked by this flower shop. It's a little tiny hut on the corner of Friars Road and Villa Las Cumbres, uh, right down the hill from USD. It's been there since 1982. And I've always walked by it. It's always been a flower shop, but never really open, just like on the big days valentine's mm -hmm. day you know the flower flower shop super bowl valentine's day mother's yeah. day the big days <laughs> the big days yeah so anyway i was putting um open house signs out in bay park and i started talking to a guy who owns a flower shop over there and we were talking real estate we we're talking flowers and then it came up in the conversation he was part owner of the one on friars road he was trying to unload it and next thing i know i was signing a contract <laughs> what, what what have you learned so far i mean there's there's is there a huge difference between selling flowers and selling uh real estate i mean obviously it's a relationship oriented business i think both are yeah i know i know personally i've gone to the same flower place over and over and over and it's not even a, a like it's not even a, a place <laughs> it's like this lady that sells them under the freeway right, right. but I, but she's always there right and right. i know where to go and so right i don't i don't know her personally but right I built that you know relationship what's it like you know transitioning from well you're not transitioning because you're actually doing both i'm doing both the flower yes. shop is kind of my real estate office if you will so i bring my computer I'm selling flowers. I'm doing some real estate. Um, and there is, you're right, there's a sense of loyalty to people who come to buy flowers because just in six months, I have regular customers that come uh, buy. It's a little different. I had no flower experience. So the, the hardest part was figuring out how much product to buy because that, that can put you under immediately. You know, you buy tons of flowers and they only last, you know, a week or two or three weeks at the most if you really baby them. And then if you have too many, you have to donate them or throw them away and that's lost money so um there's definitely a learning curve and where to buy the flowers names of flowers <laughs> yeah i know red roses pink roses yellow roses yeah uh, sunflowers so you know that's driving to carlsbad at 5 a.m in the morning to the to flower market international oh. flower market up there and you know, I, I drive up and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to learn three flowers today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd walk around and just ask questions, yeah. you know. 
Really quickly, I just want to jump in here and say um, shout out to Corey Anderson. He just jumped on to watch, and it is because hey, Corey. of Corey that uh, we have Hillary on the show today. So thank you very much, Corey. Thanks a lot, brother. Really Thanks, appreciate Corey. it. So um, how has the flower shop helped your real estate business or vice versa? Actually, um, where the flower shop is located, there are 3,500 residents within one mile of this flower shop. So it is surrounded by basically condominiums. You got your built-in geofarm. I do. So I have a lot of um, realtors that come by, put their open house signs on that corner. It's a very busy corner. So of course I'm like, here you go. Here's my card. I'm a realtor. You need a closing gift, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have a couple property management um, opportunities that have come to me because of the flower shop. Because um, everybody else, have you always been to florist? And I said, nope. Just six months. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it's really open doors for real estate as well. And networking with my realtor friends, um, offering, offering them closing gifts or monthly flower delivery to their clients. So it's actually kind of partnered up pretty nicely, more than I expected. So what, is it, what does it look like? How are you uh, arranging deals with agents as far as closing gifts, for example. It's not just a one-time closing gift. You, you have something else arranged. <clears throat> right. So we kind of launched this flower of the month club. So when an agent closes a deal, instead of just giving them a, a gift basket with, you know, cheese and wine and gift card or knives or whatever you're giving them, um, you can give them fresh flowers delivered every month. So um, you can do three months, six months, you could do a year, depending what you want to give. Um, I get your business cards. So the first of every month or whatever day that client wants them delivered to their home or office, fresh flowers right there with the realtor's card. So it's it's a great reminder that your realtor is sending you fresh flowers every month. Yeah, I know, mean to stay in touch. That works really well for a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> you you may be onto right? something. Well, you know, we also um, are experts in relationship repair flowers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, look, if there's something to be said, setting stuff like that on automatic on autopilot. Yes, I mean it. It makes all the difference in the world. Cause I'm a guy. I forget. I don't oh. remember. I want to. I just don't always remember. And when I do, right. it might have been one or two months that have gone by before I, you know, send something. So so to be able to set it on automatic, not just for yeah. your clients, but for your spouse. You boys are procrastinators. I we know are. it. No, they, they're all day long. They show up and they're like, uh, $40 bouquet. Um, is it okay if I jump out of the liquor store real quick and I'll be Get right back? And I go, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs his beer, comes back, there's the flowers. Perfect, see? <laughs> <laughs> But but that's that's a big thing. That's I love stuff that's set on autopilot. You yeah. know, like I pay my bills on autopilot. I do my savings plans yeah. on autopilot. Why can't I send my love on autopilot? Exactly, <laughs> right? I mean, you're a busy person, right? <laughs> I hope your wife isn't watching well, this. <laughs> actually, she would probably be happy to receive flowers like uh I walked you through my kitchen. It's it's our colors are very black and white almost literally right right we have black whites and grays so the cool thing about that is we have like under under lighting that's different colors so like in christmas we can put red or we can put blue oh that's cool so you can change the colors around so she would really like to have flowers every once in a while to offset it's the colors it's funny you of the say kitchen. that because when i walked through your kitchen i was like wow it's very black and gray and white 
you know, a big colorful floral arrangement on that counter would yes. look fantastic. And she would love that. And imagine, like, you know, we could set it on automatic and then every, you know, month or so, a new set of flowers comes in. She gets, you know, maybe it's exactly. red one month. We go yellow, yellow another month. We could we go, go tropical. Yeah. We go aloha. We could do, yeah, we could do all sorts of things. See? Look and at that. Not, and, that, and that'll be happy. You know, that's that'll make the wife happy. But if you do that for your clients mm-hmm. and you have a card, they know every right. month right. you have thought about them. Even though you set it up at the beginning. And we give you warning when they're delivered. So what I do is I send a text message saying your flowers were delivered. This is what it looks like. So then you have a heads up. And now you have a reason to call. Now you have a reason to call. Because that's one of the big things is uh, when I come across agents is is you're you're supposed to be prospecting. You make sure you you constantly touch your circle of influence. Yes. But if you have a reason to call, hey, did you get my flowers? Oh, yeah. What was the colors? Yeah. Oh, great. You know, it's a little conversation starter to get them going. Right, right. And they're thinking about you. Exactly. Now is the great time to be like, hey, by the way, I'm looking to close, you know, help out three more families. Who do you know that might be interested in buying or selling? Right. All of a sudden, you have a reason to call. They're happy. They want to help you out. I think exactly. you got a good thing going here. I think I do. I think it just... You know, came together. It did. <laughs> See, sometimes sometimes business deals just fall on your lap. They do. You don't even know. And it was scary buying the flower shop. I, I think I laid awake every night for like four days going, what did I just do? Like, I, <laughs> I don't have time to begin with. And now I've got a flower shop to deal with. I ain't know how to run it. <laughs> so You got to walk me through that. Because that's got to be... <laughs> I know what that's like. You you have an entrepreneurial mindset. So right. the idea popped in your head and it couldn't get out. No, no. You you laid awake thinking about it after you signed the contract, well, but I'm sure you laid awake thinking about it before you signed the contract. It, it, was, it was fear on both sides. It was fear I was going to miss an opportunity mm-hmm. and this opportunity may not come uh, back to me later. And it was the fear of doing something I know really nothing about. Yeah. Well. So it was, you know, a lot of fear going on. But sometimes I think in life you just have to jump. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you have to be a risk taker. Otherwise, you stay in the same place. Yeah, just shoot and worry about the ready aim stuff after. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, with a new venture and real estate, right? How are you balancing a schedule now? It's hard. Um, I do have a wonderful floral designer that I work with that has 13 years experience. So she's been a great uh, teacher as far as um, letting me, well, showing me how to design and also giving me some time away from the shop. We're open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 6. We're closed Sunday, Monday. So that's my weekend. Um, But um, we have her fill in. We also... um, we had a couple interns for a few months so I could leave the shop and do real estate. Um, and with real estate, a lot of it is phone calls and email mm-hmm. and social media and, um, and all that sort of thing. And a lot of people see houses after five after they get off work. Yeah, when they're available. Yeah, in the totally weekends. So uh, it's a balancing act. And I have an 11-year-old daughter so and a dog. So just like everybody else, you've got to find your, your little time slots and well happy belated mother's day by the way thank you thank you (laughs) so you you basically you had a mentor right and that's actually a smart thing to do in almost any business yes Um, when you first got into real estate did you also seek the same type of mentorship i did i um i got my real estate license i think about 10 years ago and um yeah it was when the short sales Mm -hmm. short sale city um, and I worked underneath an agent for over a year as her TC. 
because the hardest thing for me was confidence and all the documentation that goes with real estate um, is pretty scary. You're just afraid to make a mistake. Yes, and, and legally, I mean, you can get in a lot of trouble. You need mm-hmm. to know what you're presenting to your client, fully understand it. So um, working as a TC really helped me understand all the documents, where they go, you know, what they mean. Um, and then once I felt like I had a handle on it, then I went off on my own. That, so. Now, how is that? I mean, yeah. now you have, you know, you, you learned to fly a little bit out of the nest a little bit. Now right. you got to spread your wings and you're off on your own. What was... right? You know, what, what were you thinking? Was it the same type of feeling you were feeling with the flower shop or what was that like? Yeah, it was. I mean, your adrenaline's pumping. Um, the real estate was a little different um, because I had a little more background in real estate. I worked for um, a mortgage publication for 10 years called Mortgage Originator Magazine. It's no longer around. But um, so it was kind of in the real estate and I had bought a few pieces of income property. So I kind of was dabbling in it, you know. I spoke the language. Yeah, a little bit. So it wasn't as scary as the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you always like to play with flowers, so it's okay. Yeah, You're an expert, right? Yeah, now I'm an expert. Well, think so, of it like this. There's a lot of people out there. Um, I was telling you guys a little bit earlier, I, I, I wrote a parody song this weekend, and it's, a, it's so goofy. So, by the I, way... I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Oh, we must. So, uh, Jose with Visionary Media is going to help me film a video for it. It's, it's super... Super corny, but you know what? Is it, it's it's it, is it stored here on this computer? Yeah, is it? But you can't play it yet because I gotta wait to do the whole premiere. Oh, you guys can see. Oh, it come will on. be super. I wanted to catch. I wanted to give the, the audience a preview. No, You guys are gonna have to wait. It'll come out soon. I'll show you guys off the air though, for sure. You guys want to listen to it? Totally goofy. But it's about it's about somebody who goes out and tries to sell the home by themselves. And then, of course, they struggle and they have right. to get an agent to do it. And, you know, it's one of those things where just because I watch HGTV and I've seen it on TV all the time. Yeah, that's it. I can sell this house by myself. No problem. Yeah. They don't understand the hiccups that come with it. That's why you you were under you, you did the TC work for a while. That's right. Why, you know, for those of you who don't know, the transaction coordinator work. Right. Right. You handled all the paperwork so you can understand what's going on. Because right. it's not just a flip of the switch and you're sold and done. No, no. And. You know, and now I have a TC that I use on my deals, but at least I know what's going on, you know. And I think some agents, they don't, they don't look at the documents very closely because they rely on the TC just Mm -hmm. to put everything in order. Um, And those documents are always changing, you know. Always. Always changing. New rules, new laws, new Mm -hmm. regs, or broker has rules or whatever it is. And I always, I believe in a second pair of eyes, always. Um, If I write up a... A purchase agreement and I'm dealing with somebody I'm kind of like mm, you know this this one's making me a little nervous I'll call my broker I'll say hey can you look this over make sure you know T's are crossed I's are dotted you know um, so I think it's important with real estate that you kind of work in an office where everybody helps you out yeah and you, um, where you have that support because yeah you, even even with a few years experience even uh, having a mentor you still don't have all the answers there's going to be situations that pop up yeah and you're going to just even if you think you know the answer just to bounce it off of somebody right so you can get a good clarification that what you're thinking is the right path to go on right and real estate's it's a wild ride you know you're dealing with investors you're dealing with first-time buyers you're dealing with Uh, people going through divorce you're dealing with people relocating downsizing you know so there's a lot of emotions involved too so 
it's a, it's a, it's a big time <laughs> roller coaster, and it's crunch time, right? Yeah. So you, you, as soon as you find a place, or as soon as your place goes into escrow, and then the pressure only elevates from there. Right. So not only are you dealing with a major transaction, you're dealing with high stress in a short amount of time. So you right. kind of really need to know what's going on in this transaction. Otherwise, right. you know. If you are panicky, <laughs> your client's going to see that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Help, you're going to make them a little stressed out. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's important to have a, a team, you know, the right escrow, the right title, people that you can trust. You know, they're going to get the job down, done when it's crunch time, you yeah. know. So surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up. And that's... You know, you took that same model and you took it over here to the flower shop. Yes. So now you're you've started a new venture that you knew nothing about. Right. But you have mentors, you have support, you have the backup there. Right. So you can focus your attention on doing the thing that you do well, which is make the sale. Right. Right. I you know go out, I talk to people, and then she makes the flowers look beautiful, and it's a good team. And it's a win-win situation. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't like flowers? Of course. I, yeah, or yeah. real estate, for that matter. They go hand in hand. Yeah. You got to put the flowers somewhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, uh, you said you, you started um, real estate about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about that market, because I, I really feel like uh, there are many agents out there. I oh, will put it this way. I heard a stat saying that 80% of the homes that are going to be sold uh, are in the in the next couple of years are going to be sold by agents who don't even have a license yet. So that's just a testament to the turnover in our industry. There's people right. who come into the industry, they sell a couple homes and then they're out. Right. Two years, they're done. Or less than two years, sometimes they're done. Right. Um, so you were around in, in about 10 years ago when the market wasn't so hot. Right now, people who've been in the, in the industry since, you know, 2010, 15, 14, whatever it is, that time frame, they've only seen good times. They've only seen right. the upside of the market. Right. They don't have any idea what's, what it was like then. And I feel like if we can share a little bit about those experiences when the market turns, because it will turn, we, it's not going to go up forever. Right. They have something to go back to and say, okay, I remember hearing something about that. Right. But can you tell me a little bit about those short sale days that, where the market was a little bit different? Yeah. I mean, it was really different. When I got my license, um, the agent I worked under, she did all short sales. I would say um, 80% of our business was short sales. And with short sales, you know, these are people losing their homes. Motions are high. Um, banks are overloaded with, you know, realtors calling and, and following up on short sales. And, you know, has it been approved? Has it not? Um, and it, it was hard. And it, it was a lot of hustle. It was a lot of hustle. Hurry up, wait. Hurry up, wait. And the escrows took a really long time. So as far as making money, um, if you didn't know how to do short sale, you know, you're pretty much screwed. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let, let me hover on that for a second. So uh, right now, if you go to list a property, chances are the client that you're listing with is going to make a profit. Yeah. They're going to profit on the sale of their home, right. which means that the client is going to get a check at closing and then you're also going to get paid a commission. Right. But back then, people who are selling their homes are not making money. No, they were They're not happy. They're losing. Yes. And yet you still have to justify the fact that you're getting paid a commission even though they're losing. Right. And you know, right. those are one of those those concepts that agents don't quite understand because they don't understand that they have to negotiate their commission. Right now they're negotiating their commission because everybody's making money. That's easy. It's easy, right. It's much more difficult when you're trying to negotiate a commission when there, 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 is, there is no money on the table. <laughs> there's no money, no. And the bank's involved. And like I said, the emotions are involved. You know, there's people are angry. They're angry that they're losing their home, you know, and they have to tell their kids, we've got to change school. You know, it's, it's rough. Um, 
and you know hopefully we don't ever get to that spot again but hopefully you never know but with sales any job sales up and down you have to weather the storm and you have to change with what's going on with the market if you don't change and you don't learn um you know you're going to get left behind um so you know um and then we go back to you know hooking up with somebody who knows what they're doing who has experience that you don't and learn from them um and that's you know for the short sales um but yeah yeah you know money was tight you know your commissions were small so it was more quantity yeah because at this (laughs) point you're listing the home with the with the seller but you could be negotiating your commissions with the bank. With the bank, right? Yes. Because the bank is a lien holder ultimately, and exactly. they're the ones ultimately taking the loss, even though they're going to end up passing that loss over to the to the client. But yeah. they're ultimately taking the loss, so they're the ones who are going to negotiate your commission. They're the ones who you you end up dealing with. And back then, right. the short sale process wasn't uh, systematized very well. There no. were banks that had no clue what a short sale department was. They didn't have a short no, sale department. No, there was faxing going on for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got to fax 50 pages to B of A or, you know, Citibank or whatever. And you're just like, what? It's Yeah, it was a scary time. <laughs> it was a scary time. I'm, so um, I'm glad they're over. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I get my license after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like, okay, well, I went through the hard stuff. Now, now yeah, it's getting like, a little easier. Right. Because <laughs> by like, well, I want to say by like 2012, 2013, things started to take an uptick. Yeah, it did. And, uh, you know, we got to happier times, you know, people. People are moving and, you know, things, things kind of evened out. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll stay on the uptick. I mean, you know, you never know what the market's going to do. I read articles and, you know, nobody has a crystal ball, crystal ball that yeah. is going to tell you what's going to happen. So you just kind of have to be prepared for whatever comes your way. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always paying attention to, to other markets too. And so we're, I'm starting to see slow ups, especially in the higher end markets, uh, two, two to four million plus. The listing time is is starting to be longer, and those types of things are yeah. going to end up trickling down to the smaller areas. Right. Um, I mean, I thought I honestly thought we were going to have a slow up when we had a change in the tax laws with the deductible portion of what you buy, you know, the acquisition costs. Yes. But uh, but we haven't. Seen no, it we here haven't. Yet. No, but we're also approaching summer. We are so hottest season. Hottest hottest season. season. So I think uh, I think we'll be all right through the summer. You know, we'll see what happens in the fall when things start slowing down again over the holidays. But um, yeah, we're about to hit the busy season. So, so let me ask you a little bit of a personal question: How long okay. uh, do you plan on selling real estate? Oh, forever, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love real estate. I do. I, I love homes. I love. Uh, uh, I'm a real sucker for old homes. I love Ooh. old houses. Um, I like to restore them. I had a house in North Park, um, the first house I ever bought. And uh, it was the crappiest house on the block. It had uh, a couch in the front yard, it had a chain link fence, bars on all the windows. But it was all I could afford. Oh, so it was a real peach, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I had $10 in my checking account when I closed that <laughs> escrow. Closed escrow? <laughs> yeah. This is before I had my license. And... Um, but uh, yeah, I restored it. It was great, you know, and sold it and made some money. Um, I did that, you know, a couple times. Uh, it's beautiful when you can do that in San Diego. Huh? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we've done that. But then I've times. also, you know, lost too on a few few deals too. And those so. hurt more than the wins, don't they? <laughs> yes, Mama sore loser. Oh, same <laughs> here. I, I mean, we won on a lot of deals, and then we did one that lost, and 
man, leaves such a sour taste in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, well, I'm just gotta move forward. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can, there's nothing you can do but move forward. But at the same time, yeah, you know, yeah, those are those are lessons learned. No, for sure, for sure. All right, Hurley, um, I'm gonna ask you. Um, I'll give you time to talk to the camera. If agents wanted to get a hold of you, if they want to order flowers or set things on autopilot, <laughs> how do they get a hold of you? All right. So um, you could just Google Hillary Bateman and you'll find me. I'm on there. Um, that's probably the easiest way. But um, I am with Berkshire Hathaway in Point Loma on Rosecrans, 1221 Rosecrans. You can reach me at 619-284-5288 for all your real estate and flower needs. If you want to come by and say hi, um, Little House of Flowers is at 6090 Friars Road, right by USD, about a half mile west of Fashion Valley. Um, we've got flowers and succulents, and there's a great taco truck in the parking lot. I gotta give a shout out to Kiko's. Kiko's Tacos? Kiko's food truck. Fantastic. So you can stop mm. by, grab a taco. You can go into Del Mesa Liquor. Grab a beer. Giant liquor store, and then come get some flowers. It's, it's like a one-stop shop. Boom. Food, food, drinks, and flowers. Food, booze, if, and flowers. If Trifecta. you're in trouble, if you're in trouble, <laughs> this is a perfect combination to come home with. Oh yeah, it's right? crazy. Yeah, so I mean, there's no reason not to stop on that corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything you need. Everything you need, right? How, how have you been doing on social media? Have you been using it much? I have. I um, I'm not a huge fan of social media, although you would think I am because I post every single day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's a love hate relationship, uh, for business. It's a must. You have to, um, and I'm trying to do more video, hence mm -hmm. podcast. Here I am. First ever. First ever. I've never even listened to a podcast and here See? I am. So it's internet radio. It's the same thing. Internet radio. Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, but social media is huge, you know, getting likes and, and I've sold a lot of flowers. People just message me on Facebook. Hey, can you deliver? And I'm like, wow, I'm doing business on social media. That's where it's at. Okay. Um, I've had clients contact me um, via Facebook. And I had a client uh, just sold a condo to in San Marcos. She reached out to me on Facebook. <laughs> so it's working. <laughs> it's working. So, you know, it's it's kind of uh, cumbersome. I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, yeah. hey, when I like double post or I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we still make those mistakes. It's because I really wanted you to see it. That's what happened. Yeah. I posted it twice because it was that important. I got so excited. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's not the only thing you do for prospecting, but no. it's a thing we should all do. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. And just a lot of networking, getting out there and, and going to events and going to lunch and learns or networking with other agents, um, just getting out there and talking to people and letting them know what you do. Uh, what you have a passion for and you know if you have a passion for it then people get excited and they want to they want to be the, around that they kind of passion feed off yeah of your energy right? they want the energy yeah. yeah they feed off your energy yeah so that's exactly what you're supposed to do hillary it's been it's been fun it's See, been fun thank it, you was it very difficult no it, this, i told you you had all the answers to the test it's easy the test was about you <laughs> <laughs> so last question you ready Ready. Who do you think would be a good guest to have on the podcast? I am going to throw out the, from my office, Berkshire Hathaway, um, Leanne Eldridge. Leanne Eldridge. Mm -hmm. You've been tagged, little lady. Yep. You're next. You are next. 
She orders a lot of flowers for me for her clients. She's doing the Flower of the Month Club, and uh, she's a great agent. So I love that Flower of the Month Club idea, by the way. It's perfect. I mean, it's you stay top of mind. It's not a one gift, forget it. Uh, your, your, your clients are not going to forget you. Not going to so forget you. So you should do it for a year, by the way. One every month. Right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. On it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I hope you guys had a, had a, found this information valuable. I, At the very least, set yourself up to do something on a regular basis, even if it's not flowers, but flowers just make sense. Remember, even though they might be married, you're kind of courting them as a couple, <laughs> a business couple. <laughs> business right? couple, so yes. You have to have that courting relationship kind of mentality. Let them know you care about them, you're thinking about them, and it gives you a reason to call. So if you guys have any questions, make sure you contact Hillary. Is her contact info still right there? Uh, nope, but... We're going to put her contact info on the screen so you guys can make sure to reach out to her and get those flowers squared away. And as a reminder, 365 pairs of shoes is what shoes. we're looking for for the end of the year. Okay. So if you have I'm any shoes, yeah, let us know. Okay. We'll, set a, we'll, uh, we'll send James out there, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. And he'll ride out on his Harley and pick them up. And then May 22nd at Liberty Station developing your financial strategy it's not an age problem it's a cash flow problem and you need to figure out the cash flow problem sooner than later otherwise you're not going to have enough time to enjoy life that's what it's all about that is what it's about hillary thank you again for coming over thank you it's been fun ladies and gentlemen that's all we got for you guys today peace bye-bye and i'm out thank you for listening to the business bros podcast Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.